Hey everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I am Erica McLeod Dobbs. I know you guys are probably looking forward to seeing Bishop, but we are giving him the day off. Okay. Uh, since this pandemic has started, Bishop has been going, 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 him and First Lady. And so it is just time that they take a break and that they'll be back. I promise you they'll be back, but we're just giving uh, Bishop the day off uh, because he deserves it. Well deserved. But I am stepping in today. Like I said, I'm Erica McLeod Dobbs. And for those of you who don't know me, um, I have been a member of TRC since the very beginning, okay, uh, since it started. And it is just such a wonderful, wonderful ministry, a wonderful church full of great people. And so I'm excited to be here today. I, I cannot express to you guys how excited I have felt um, since being, you know, offered the opportunity to, to teach. And so um Let's go ahead and jump into it because I want to redeem the time. One thing that uh, Bishop says is I'm not going to be before you long. I'm not going to be before you short. I'm just going to be before you. So I am before you guys today, but I will make sure I expedite the time and keep it on track. But nevertheless, um, glad to see you guys. So you guys, um, I will be looking down a lot because I have all of my notes and stuff written down. Bishop is just amazing. Okay. He's a beast. And so he'll go and so forth and so on. And rarely you'll see him look down and I have all of my stuff written down. I'm a different type of learner, a different type of teacher. Amen. So you guys will see me definitely look down um, a couple of times just because I'm referencing my notes, but I want to teach you guys. Um, it is something that has really been on my heart um, just from spending time with God. And I'll be honest, when you spend time with God, he will begin to reveal things to you. He'll begin to talk to you. And, and every person has something different because we're all different. But um, I I am, man, I'm telling you, let me just go ahead and jump into it because I find myself a loss for words. But um, one thing I know is that when you have challenges, we always look at challenges, problems, things of that nature when they come about. And all we can think about is getting through it. All we can think about is the problem that is set before us, right? Um, but we never think about like after, you know, after you overcome or after it's over, because we know that these things are just seasoned, right? They're just seasons. Um, and so to everything, there's a season. And one thing I know is that after our challenges are over, after we have, uh, you know, come through and we have done what we are supposed to do and God has brought us out and we have believed, there's a testimony, right? There's a testimony. And we have testimonies because we have overcome these obstacles and these problems and these things that have been set before us. That is where our testimonies come from. And I just want you guys to be encouraged today because I know that you guys probably have a testimony loading, okay? That is what we're going to be talking about today. That is the topic of today, testimony loading, all right? Um, and if you guys know anything about loading, you can download a picture or you can import something and you'll see the bar that goes across and it says loading because you know that it's on its way. You know that it is about to manifest itself. You know whatever it is that you're downloading or whatever you uh, document that you're opening, it's only a little bit before it actually opens. So you see the bars that go across, right? And you see it loading. And when it gets closer to the end, you know it's, it's about to open the document, whatever it is I'm trying to see is about to open. But guys, we have a testimony that is also loading. Amen. We have a testimony. A lot of times we don't get too excited. Like, please get excited. But what I'm saying is that in order to have a testimony, you have to go through a test, right? You have to go through a test, but there is a beautiful testimony on the other side of that. So 
let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, testimonies are meant to encourage others as well as ourselves. Okay. Testimonies are meant to encourage others as well as ourselves. And the definition of a testimony, it says evidence or proof provided by the existence or appearance of something. Evidence, proof. Okay. When you stand up and you testify, when you tell people how God has brought you out, there's evidence and there's proof that you have made it out of that, right? There's evidence and proof that you have overcome that. And so let's see how this unfolds. Okay. Cause I'm gonna break down a couple of things, guys. Like I said, I'm really excited. If you will go with me to John four, okay. Go with me to John four. And I'm not going to have every scripture just put up there one by one, but you guys can look at it. And I'm going to be reading from the message Bible. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I love the message Bible. I love the message Bible. My best friend, she says it's a ghetto version <laughs> because it really just breaks things down like a fraction. And it, it, it talks like a lot of us talk uh, today. So I really love the message Bible. But let's go over to John, St. John, chapter four. And I'm going to start reading and I'm going to go through a couple of things, kind of jump around, not really jump around, but I'm going to break some things down for you guys. So just bear with me. But I hope you all are there. I hope that you have pen, paper, because I'm going to be honest with you. We sit and we listen to messages, whether it's Bishop or someone else through live stream or podcast. But guys, you can't absorb it all in one time. You have to meditate and marinate. OK, that's that's bars right there. You got to meditate and marinate on the word of God. Amen. So let's go ahead and look at it. Uh, first John, excuse me, St. John four, starting with verse one. Jesus realized that the Pharisees were keeping count of the baptisms that he and John had performed, although his disciples, not Jesus, did the actual baptizing. They have posted the score that Jesus was ahead, turning him and John into rivals in the eyes of the people. Y'all see how people do try to make a rival happen like Everyone wants a beef between somebody. Chill, right? So Jesus left the Judean courtside and went back to Galilee. Jesus said, I, I'm not about to be a part of all of this. Um, verse four, to get there, he had to pass through Samaria. He came to Sinchar, a Samaritan village that bordered the field Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was still there. Jesus was worn out by the trip. He sat down at the well and it was noon. So we all know Jesus is tired. He's been on this journey. He wants something to drink, okay? He wants some water. He's exhausted. OK, um, verse seven, a woman, a Samaritan came to draw water and Jesus said, would you give me a drink of water? His disciples had gone to the village to buy food for lunch. Verse nine, the Samaritan woman taken aback asked, how come you, a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? Jews in those days wouldn't be caught dead talking to Samaritans. I want to know, do your insecurities keep you from your testimony? Because she immediately, when she saw Jesus, she was like, wait a minute, like, you're better than me, essentially. And why are you talking to me? Do you have things going on in your life? Do you have um, preconceived ideas? Does someone tell you about yourself? OK, and, and now you have this embedded in your mind that you are less than um, you don't have the capabilities. You don't have the same opportunities. You don't have the brilliance to actually achieve these things. Right. Is your insecurities or are your insecurities? Excuse me. Are they keeping you from your testimony? People out there, they need to hear what you have to say. People out there, they want to know what you have to say, but they won't ever hear if you're too insecure. Amen. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. 
Jesus answered and said, if you knew the generosity of God and who I am, you will be asking me for a drink and I will give you fresh and living water. My next point I want to know, guys, is does your lack of knowledge keep you from your testimony? And this woman, she didn't know who Jesus was. She didn't know anything like she didn't know who she was talking to. Do you have a mindset that will only take you but so far? Um, one thing I can say that my father is a reader. OK, anyone who knows Bishop, he knows. I mean, you you guys know he loves to read. He loves to read. And it's knowledge. My husband is a reader. If you guys know my husband, if you've been to our house, you will see all of the books. Um, but he's a reader. You have to be a reader in order to gain knowledge. And a lot of times, guys, you get comfortable or we get comfortable in a certain space and we don't want to grow past that. You never know if God wants your testimony for you to come out of debt to be investments. But because you refuse to learn about investments or you refuse to learn about something dealing with money, you're just kind of setting your ways. Your testimony is still there. Your testimony is just waiting to be birthed, but it will never come into fruition because you don't challenge yourself to grow. So does your lack of knowledge, does that keep you from your testimony? Some of you guys want to open up a business. Have you looked into what it is to open up a business? Have you looked into the codes and the license and things of that nature? Have you researched those things or are you you just wishing? Are you just hoping? You don't have to fight for these testimonies. They don't just come by happenstance. They don't just come because, you know, oh, I feel like this person just needs a breakthrough and needs a testimony. You have to work towards your deliverance. And that's one thing that Bishop has said. You work towards your deliverance. You have to have an active role in your own deliverance. And so I would say the same about testimonies. But let me keep going, guys, because it's so much to get out. I'm, I'm so excited. So verse 11, the woman says, sir, you don't even have a bucket to draw with. And this well is deep. How are you get? excuse me, how are you going to get this living water? Are you a better man than our ancestor Jacob, who dug the well and drank from it? He and his sons and livestock and passed it down to us. And Jesus said, everyone who drinks this water will get thirsty again and again. Anyone who drinks the water I give will never thirst ever. The water I give will be an artisan spring within gushing fountains of endless life. And verse 15, the woman says, sir, give me this water so, so I won't ever get thirsty, won't ever come back to this well again. I will say, guys, you must want something new. You must want something new. This woman wanted something new. She said, give me that water. I want I want that water. I want something new. And a lot of times complacency will set in and you don't even want anything new. And you don't even realize that you're not pushing to get newness of life. You're not pushing to go to other levels because you've been in this level in this state of complacency for so long. But guys, you have got to want something new. You there's more outside of your world. There's more outside of just your knowledge. That's why I said to get knowledge. There's more outside of your circle of friends. There's so much more to learn and to obtain. You have to want something new because when those desires come inside of you, then that is whenever you begin to take action to move forward on those desires. Amen. Y'all, I'm telling you. Verse 16, he said, go call your husband and come back. Y'all already know, y'all know this story and we're about to get into it. Amen. He said, go call your husband. And, and, and um, excuse me. And then she said, I have no husband. Okay. Let's look at the next verse. That's nicely put. Once again, y'all, I love the message version. That's nicely put. I have no husband. 
This is Jesus. <laughs> That's nicely put. I have no husband. You have five husbands. And the man you're living with now isn't even your husband that you spoke the truth there, sure enough. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Right here, your testimony will expose you. Your testimony will expose you. And sometimes it could be fear that keeps you from getting your testimony because you feel like if I testify and I tell people that I struggled with alcohol, that I struggled with pornography, that I struggled with um, lying, that I struggled with uh, whatever it is, insecurities or laziness. OK, let's keep it real. Laziness is something that a lot of people struggle with, too. You feel like that will expose you. But let me tell you guys, testimonies don't happen in a social media world. What do you mean by that, Erica? What do you mean by that? Let me tell you, when you go and you act as if everything is perfect, that you have everything together and there's nothing wrong with you, then guess what? Testimonies can never happen that way. Not at all, because people want the truth. God wants the truth. And when you are real with yourself and you say, you know what, Lord, I need help in this area. I want to overcome this area. I want to have a great testimony. I don't want to deal with these things that I dealt with before. I want to move forward. I want something new. Trust and believe your your um, uh, inferiorities or, or your complexes, the issues that you've dealt with, they will be exposed. But guess what? If you are caught up in those issues being exposed, you will never reach your testimony. So I ask you, what is more important, your testimony or exposure? Which one is more important to you? Who are, who, who are you? Whose opinion are you holding up so high? Because God already knows everything. God already, Jesus knew. That's why she was so baffled. He already knew. Listen, you've had five husbands, first of all. And the dude that you shacking with, that's not even your man. That's not even your husband. And she was like, oh, so if God already knows, if Jesus already knows these things, then what are you so afraid of if a great testimony can come after that? Think about it. Really think about it. What is more important to you? Exposure or the testimony? Amen. Let's keep going, guys. Let's keep going. In verse 19, oh, so you're a prophet will tell me this. Our ancestors worship God at this mountain, but you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place to worship, right? And then it goes on, because I'm not going to go through all of that, but then it goes on as she's talking to Jesus and she's pretty much saying like, okay, like you guys worship here. And Jesus is like, listen, let me tell you where the true worshipers are going to be, so forth and so on. But the thing that I want us to go to, and once again, guys, I keep looking down because I'm looking at my notes because I put down so much stuff. I just want to make sure I'm giving you guys the the best parts of it. <laughs> and so let's go to, let me see. Let's go to verse 27. Let's go down to verse 27. Amen. Let's go to 27. Just then, so Jesus is talking to her and just then his disciples came back. Now his disciples were shocked because they looked at him and they looked at her and apparently her reputation preceded her because they looking like, you want to tell him? Does he know? You you want to you wanna let him know who that is? You, I ain't going to say nothing. So they looked and they were like, okay, she's not the type of woman I would see Jesus normally around, but they didn't say anything, okay? So <clears throat> they were shocked. They couldn't believe that he was talking with that kind of woman and no one said what they were thinking, but it showed on their faces. Verse 28, the woman left. And she went back to the village, guys, and she basically told everybody, y'all, 
come see about this man. He knew all my business. He is the Messiah. He told me about myself. I never met anybody that told me about myself before. He didn't judge me. He told me about myself and he still continued on the conversation. He didn't dismiss me when he knew I was a Samaritan and he was a Jew. And he didn't dismiss me whenever he knew my situation. Guys, come back out here. Let me tell y'all. And guys, you know that everybody followed this woman. Everybody followed this woman. Um, let me see. Do you think this could be the Messiah? And they all went out to see for themselves. Now, I want to go down to, well, hold on. Let me make sure I'm, I'm touching on everything. Um, let me see. Yeah. Let's go down to, let me see. Let's go down to verse 39. Okay. Let's go down to 39. And so many of the Samaritans from that village committed themselves to him because of the woman's witness. He knew all things that she did, excuse me, that I did. He knows me inside and out. They asked him to stay on. So Jesus stayed two days. A lot more people entrusted their lives to him when they heard what he had to say. They said to the woman, we're no longer taking your say. So we've heard it ourselves and know for sure that he is the savior of the world. Guys, your testimony is to bring people to Christ. Had this woman never gone back to the village? Had she never told them, hey, y'all come hear about this man, come see. If she was too ashamed to go back and to tell them he knew all my business. And you know, let's, let's keep it real. The Bible doesn't say every tiny little detail, but you know, some people was like, what did he tell you? He told you all your business. What did he say? Right? Because Keep it real. That's how people are today. People are nosy. <laughs> so there were nosy people back then and it's nosy people now. So when she told them he knew all my business, those that didn't know her business because she had a reputation, they were probably like, well, what did he say? What did he say? And once again, there goes that exposure piece or that testimony piece. And because she testified, guys, they followed her. They fought. Do you know that we as Christians, as believers, there are so many people that we have yet to give birth to. And I'm not talking about a natural birth. I'm talking about birthing them into the kingdom, but they are waiting on our testimonies. As amazing as Bishop McLeod is, he can't reach everyone that I can reach. And as amazing as I am, I can't reach everyone that you can reach. You know why? Because we have relationships with different people. It's easy for us to hear a um, an apostle, a bishop, a pastor on television giving their testimony, right? We hear them say, you know, God did this for me and God did that for me and so forth and so on. And we get encouraged from it, right? But it hits a whole lot different when you have someone just like you to stand up and to testify and say, you know what? I was dealing with this and I was dealing with that and I committed myself to God and I saw how he walked me through that. Or I know that me and my family was faced with this type of tragedy and I saw how God put his hands on us or I'm believing God for healing. I'm believing God that he will come through. And let me tell you that when the doctor said that X, Y, and Z was going to happen, God said no. And I am standing here as a miracle today. See, these are the things that people get encouraged by and people are going to be drawn to you by your testimony, but you can't be so self-conscious to tell them what you've been struggling with, right? You can't tell them. Guys, testimonies come from overcoming a problem, but you can't act like there isn't one. You can't act like there isn't one. Our testimonies come when we say, I've had this problem. 
I've had this fight. I've had this struggle. And this is what God did to bring me out. But that'll never happen if you walk around. And like I said before, in a social media world, as if you have no problems. One thing that people say is never to compare yourself to people on social media because you are comparing the 100 percent that you know about yourself to somebody's highlight reel. Right. And the testimonies that have blessed me the most are the ones when people have stood up and said, I am believing God for X, Y, and Z to happen in my life and I will be back with the final testimony. They stand up and tell you, like, I'm letting you know I'm believing you. And I get so much encouragement from that because I'm like, man, like you actually stood up and you said that this was going to happen and it did. But a lot of us don't do that because we feel like, you know what? I'm only committed to what I confess. And that's true. You're only committed to what you confess and you're only going to have what you confess. So if you don't commit yourself to the word, if you don't commit yourself to your victory, where is it? Where is the victory? Where is it? If you don't commit yourself to the victory, to saying, I will have a miraculous testimony. Amen. I will have an amazing testimony. I'll be honest with you guys. I got the title of this message from my quiet time with God. And I was sitting there and I was writing out some things and I like to go and reflect on my um, on my quiet time. Like the services when Bishop teaches them, I like to go back and listen to the podcast or rewatch the services from time to time just because I need it again. And so when I spend quiet time with God, I tend to write like a journal. That's how I like to start it off. Um, and everybody's system works better for them. This works for me. It kind of releases my mind. So that way, as I get into his presence, I've emptied my mind on paper and now I can really focus on him. Right. And I remember um, I was rereading some of my uh, my notes from earlier this year and I was just telling God, you know, um, many of you guys that know my husband, like he ruptured his Achilles. And when I tell you that was just a scary thing. Right. We were we were. Well, let me take that back. It was scary to outside people. But me and my husband, we stood in faith. I'm going to be honest with you all. We stood in faith and we kept saying, Lord. Somehow, some way you're going to fix this, you're going to pay for this surgery because at that time he was um, starting a new job. So the insurance hadn't kicked in. Right. And so we were just like, here we are sitting here with a surgery like he can't go around just limping everywhere. We're not going to do that. And so we bonded together. We kept unity in our household. Amen. Um, and, and, and we focused in on God and we said, Lord, somehow, some way you're going to make it happen. And our thing was that. If we go down this avenue and the door closes and it doesn't work out that way, we look into God because he is our source. And so you have to get that in your mind that God is your source. He is not your resource. Your resource is your job, your business, uh, anything extra that you do, whatever it is that brings in income. Those are your resources. But God is our source. And so we band together. And we say, Lord, you are our source. And we, we rallied together. And I remember writing in the journal like, Lord, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I know that we have have a testimony loading. And that's exactly how I had ended it. I wrote down all of this stuff and I put at the end testimony loading. And when I tell you that my baby got that surgery, we didn't have to pay a dime. He is walking just fine. God came through and we hadn't even been married a year. Okay. So talk about first year of marriage and we've been hit with all of these different things and there's other things, but I'm just telling you, God has been amazing, 
amazing. And so for us to stand up and just say, and, and we've been uh, virtual since all of this happened, but God did a miraculous thing. And the thing is, is that God will bless you even more when he knows you're going to tell the people about what I did. You're going to tell the people about what I did. Because if God blesses you and you keep it to yourself, it's almost like our tithe. You know, when, when you get the tithe and, and you keep it to yourself and you don't really, you don't give, it's a heart condition. God is looking at us like when we don't share those testimonies, he's like, mm, I need somebody who's going to be a mouthpiece. I need somebody who's going to go out there and I can use them. And if we're not giving our testimony, God is like, I can't, I can't use you. I can't use you. And I'm not saying that God is not going to come through and that that's not what I'm saying. So don't hear the wrong thing. But what I am saying is that the come throughs are a lot stronger and they hit a lot different when God knows you're going to use your voice to magnify me and to glorify me and to show people. Because one thing, guys, let's just keep it real. People want to see results. People want to see results. Why is it that you think and there, there's a study that shows that YouTube influencers or social media influencers have more, um, I guess, more influence um, promoting a product than a celebrity, than a celebrity. And you have to sit and think like, why is that? Why is it that someone who's not famous, you're just an influencer, um, how do you have more clout, more, um, I guess, push on a product than a celebrity. And that is because guys, they are regular people like us. Okay. When you are relatable, people will follow you when you are relatable. And when we get back to the woman at the well, because she was so relatable, people followed her. People knew of her situation in the, in the city. And let's keep it real guys. A lot of times we think this, this was one woman and this whole crowd of people that followed her were just God-fearing, amazing people with no problems. No, as my students say, because I'm a teacher, that's cap. <laughs> that's cap. That's a lie. That crowd had flawed people as well. So when people began to hear her, they were like, oh, my gosh, I got a couple of bays. I got a couple of booze over there. I got a wife. With or as Bishop says, a girlfriend with a wife on the side, you know, people started hearing and they were like, wait a minute. Like I have issues, too. That is why people follow her. People didn't follow her because she was perfect. Amen. Think about it. I don't want to follow somebody who acts like they're perfect. The only perfect person I follow is Jesus, because I know that there are no perfect people. So when you present yourself and say, hey, guys, I have these flaws. This is what it is. This is me with these flaws, but I'm trying, I'm pushing forward and people begin to see your life taking ground. That is what will get them. That is where your testimonies come from because people want to be around someone who is relatable. No one wants to be around someone who acts like they perfect, like they have it all together. Now there's, you can present yourself in a nice manner. You know, you want to present yourself as well put together, but let's keep it real. Even during this whole quarantine and lockdowns and stuff like that, a lot of y'all, let, let's, let me keep it real. A lot of us <laughs> were in meetings and we had on casual tops. We looked like mullets. We were business at the top and party at the back, right? Had on pajamas and had on a whole suit, right? Had, had all of this kind of stuff in suits, right? And so you want to present yourself. You want to present yourself. Um, the best way that you can. But there's a difference between presenting yourself and being fake, right? People want someone who is relatable. Amen. People want someone who is relatable. Let me go back to um, 
let me go back to verse 39. Many Samaritans from that village committed themselves to him. Who is him? Jesus. Many Samaritans of that village committed themselves to him. They didn't just come and just be like, mm, what you got to say? All right, Jesus. Okay, that's cool. There's a difference. There's the, if you've ever committed yourself to something, whether it be a relationship, a goal, weight loss, whatever it is, a deadline, you were focused, right? You were focused and you did what? You eliminated distractions. And when it says many people from that village committed themselves to him because of the woman's witness, it gives it right there the reason why, because of the woman's witness, that is why they committed themselves. How many people are waiting to commit themselves to the Lord? They just need to hear our testimonies. And some of you guys are sitting on wonderful testimonies and you, you're not saying anything. Or excuse me, you're not saying anything. <laughs> but seriously, how many of us are sitting on testimonies, but we're not saying anything? We're not allowing our testimonies to come out because we're ashamed. We don't want people to know that there was no money in the bank and that we were struggling. We don't want people to know that we had these addictions going on when we were looking perfect in front of the world. How many of y'all have ever been in church before? Those of you who have been in church and you've heard someone give an authentic testimony and it took you aback. You were like, I didn't even know they were struggling with that. Right? You can present yourself. You don't have to wear your heart on your sleeve. You don't have to go out here and, and, and just show here are all my flaws and here I am. But what I'm saying is just being real, being real with people. That's how you get people to follow you. That is how you forge relationships, guys. And I'm going to be honest with you. Some of you guys are on a level where there are no more testimonies, boo. Put it in the comments. Look to your friend. Look to your neighbor, whoever say there are no more testimonies, boo. Make sure y'all put the boo on the end. <laughs> there are no more testimonies. Why? Because you've exasperated everything. You've exhausted everything on that level. You need to get off of that level. And you need to get some new testimonies. I'm going to be honest. Testimonies, they fuel you. They will fuel you on your walk with Christ. Why? Because it's like, man, I've overcome some things. I've seen God come through for us. So when the next obstacle comes, you're ready to run right through it. Why? Because you've been fueled. You've been giving off those testimonies. You cannot be afraid to give off testimonies. And a lot of times, some of us are afraid to give off testimonies because you feel like if I say it, the enemy is going to fight me on it. Why are you afraid of the fight? Why are you afraid of the enemy? Especially as a Christian. As a man or woman of God, why are you afraid? Where did that spirit of fear come from? Because God has not given us the spirit of fear. So where did that fear come from where you're afraid to say something because you feel like if I put it out there, the enemy is going to come and he's going to fight harder. And I'm not, I've thought that before. That's why I know. <laughs> That's why I know. And if you've ever been like that before, too, put it in the comments. I mean, say, hey, yeah, me too, because we all know that our words have power. So when you put things out there, Satan is going to come to test it. If you put it out there and say, you know what, we're going to be debt free. Satan is like, oh, yeah. OK, let me come through with a couple challenges. Let me throw some things your way. And let's see if you are really about to be debt free or not. Right. You can't be afraid of that. God has not given us a spirit of fear and the weapons may form but they won't prosper against us. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Notice it said no weapon formed is going to form, but it didn't say it will prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. None. 
Did it say two weapons formed against you will prosper and the other ones won't? Did it say seven of the weapons against you will prosper, but the other ones won't? No, it said no weapon. And whose word do you believe? Do you believe God's word? Do you believe what he said? Or are you going to believe what the enemy is telling you? The Bible says to guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. What are you letting in? That is keeping you so afraid of confessing that you're going to be delivered, of confessing that you will have a great testimony. Some of you guys are probably the most brilliant entrepreneurs that this world has yet to see, but you don't even know it because let's go back to it. You don't even tap into the wisdom. You don't even tap into learning something new. You have no idea the testimonies that lie ahead of you in this life. All you see right now is just around you and you figure I'm going to have a testimony that says that, you know, I lost X amount of pounds because maybe you want to lose weight. Perfect. Confess that and then work towards it. Right. You got to work towards your testimony. Some of you guys may say, you know, I'm going to have a testimony that, um, you know, I have my own business and I've employed at least 50 people. Cool. If you're already an entrepreneur, obviously these are things that you have. But some of you guys don't know the testimonies that lie ahead of you. You don't know the testimony that might be like the doctor said I had three weeks to live. Right. You don't know what testimonies are are in front of you. So that means you don't know what challenges are in front of you. You have to gain momentum, guys. You have got to gain momentum. You got to move forward because I'm telling you, Satan is not out here to play games. He doesn't like you. He doesn't like me. He hates us. This is beyond just a dislike. He loathes us. If y'all are thinking like I'm thinking, I know my um, my sister Rika, she's thinking about it. The um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey when he was going down the book <laughs> with the who's and he was like, hate, hey, 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 loathe entirely. Yes. Yes, Satan loathes us and not even trying to bring humor to it. But I'm just saying he can't stand us. So any opportunity that he can, whether you confess it or not, he going to come for you. So why not put your confessions out there? Speak the word of God and get your testimony. Tell somebody I'm going to get my testimony, boo. I'm going to get my testimony. Amen. If you look at Revelations 12, 11, it says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by what? The word of their what? Testimony. The word of their testimony. That is how you overcome, guys. The blood of the lamb. You can't just have word and just separate yourself from Jesus, okay? You, you can't do that. And that's where a lot of people be getting mess, messed up. And you, you're mad because you have no testimony because you separated yourself, okay? But God said, I am the vine. You are the branches. Once again, I'm the source. You are the branches. So you have to abide in him. Right. But they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, guys, their testimony. You got to start speaking up. People want to hear what you have to say. You are so important. Your words are so valuable. I can't stress that enough. I tell my students because um, I teach seventh grade. I love my babies. Anybody who knows me knows I will talk about them like they are my actual children. I love my kids. But I've had some students before that, you know, they'll be in class and they say, I'm stupid. I, I am. I am stupid. I'm dumb just because of maybe past situations or maybe how they performed last year or the year before or whatever, whatever. And all of my babies know if you want to see Mrs. Dobbs get upset, start talking down on yourself because I take it personal. 
right? I take it personal when I when I hear that. I'm like, you are not stupid. It's almost borderline like y'all about to get in trouble if I keep hearing you say that. But you have to get that way with yourself too. You have to get aggressive with yourself. When you feel like you're being down on yourself or you're talking negatively about yourself, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't lose the weight. I can't open this business. I can't have a successful relationship. I can't manage money. I can't have a restored relationship with my parents, with my uh, cousins, with my sisters, da, 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 da. When you start to say that stuff, you got to check yourself real quick. We're, excuse me, real quick. The word of your testimony. Nope. Mm -mm. I am confessing. I'm going to have an amazing testimony of restoration in my family. I am confessing. I'm going to have an amazing testimony of this weight loss and how I lost this weight after dealing with it for years. I am confessing. I'm going to have an amazing testimony about how I overcame pornography. And, and even though operating in the church, I was, I was still going home and looking at porn for hours and stuff like that. I'm going to have a great testimony about how I was able to become debt free after not managing my money, after living paycheck to paycheck. I'm going to have an amazing testimony about how God has blessed me with a healthy marriage after being in so many traumatizing, toxic, and damaging relationships. I'm going to have a testimony about how I'm going to be an amazing parent to my child, despite the fact that my parents were never in my life. See, you got to start saying these things, guys. Where is your testimony? Amen. Where are your words going? What are you saying? Y'all, I... Whew. Let me, let me, let me, let me keep going. Let me keep going. I'm almost done. You have to open your mouth. You have to speak the word only. Get some victories and then do what? Testify. Some of you guys have been going through this pandemic and you have been blessed and no one knows about it. No one knows about it. No one knows how maybe other people have lost their job. And my heart goes out to people who have lost their job. Amen. Really. But then there are some people who you never missed a paycheck. You never got an eviction notice. You 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 learn how to stream different income. Not not scamming. OK, not not scamming with the PP, PPE loans or whatever they call. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about flipping somebody's tax money. But, you know, you found other avenues and yet you haven't testified. You haven't told people about the goodness of God and how he has sustained you, how he has kept you. I'll be honest and give my own testimony about COVID and stuff. I can thank God and say, Lord, I thank you that my family hasn't lost anyone to COVID during this time. Nobody. And I thank God for that because I have friends and, and, and um, uh, co-workers and people that I know, associates, who their families have been hit left and right with this, a funeral here, a funeral there, so forth, so forth and so on. And my family, we haven't had to bury anybody. And I thank God for that, nor my husband's family. I thank God for that. That is a blessing in itself. See, you have to start giving God praise. You have to start praising him and thanking him and saying, Lord, I thank you for keeping us. I thank you for your victories. I thank you for your, your provisions, for supplying our need. Amen. So guys, you have a testimony loading. You have a testimony loading. You do. And people need to hear it. Amen. So guys, that's all I have for you. I wasn't before you long or short. I was just before you. Amen. I am so honored to be here. I will be honest with you. Make sure that y'all watch the loop of announcements after this, because if you have a testimony, tell us about it. Tell us about it. And it's on that announcement page. The announcements only loop for, I think, like a minute and a half after this, to be honest. And one of them, it tell it gives you the, um, 
the uh, email address to email your testimonies. We want to hear about this. We want to rejoice with you. We can highlight your testimonies. If you allow us to highlight it, we will put those in the announcements and we will highlight your testimony and let people know that God has done this for you. We'll even put your picture right there. So choose a cute one. Okay. <laughs> but we will let the people know, hey, Sister Mary James, she had this type of testimony. We'll put your picture, your testimony, and let the people know how God has been good to you. So blow up the email, guys. Send in your uh, your testimonies. We would love to rejoice and celebrate with you and put our faith out there with you for new testimonies to come. Amen. If you have been blessed by the word, make sure that you like what they say on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Seriously, subscribe to our YouTube channel. This won't be the last time that I'll be back. I, I'm pretty sure that Bishop and First don't throw me in a rotation from time to time. And I am so honored to be a part of it. I'm really excited. Um, but seriously, guys, testify, support the ministry. We have a cash app. We have a way to give. And I know Bishop, he's always in so much of the stuff or whatever. I am a little more like, okay, let's get this and this done. But I'm telling you guys, bless Bless, bless others that God can bless you. Amen. Pray for us. Pray for our families. Pray for Bishop and First. Pray for me and my husband. Pray for your family. We will pray for you. If there are prayer requests, all that stuff is on our link tree. Um, I have to say this stuff because some of y'all look at the announcements and some of you guys don't, but I'm just trying to get it all out. But watch the announcements, guys. The link tree has everything. If you click on our link tree, seriously, it will have it'll have tabs to everything. You can give via Cash App or it'll take you straight to the website to give. You can uh, become a member of TRC via the link tree. If you want to be a part of this ministry, it is so dope. It is so awesome. I'm serious. And I am really excited about the stuff we have coming forward. But anyways, um, I don't want to get ahead of myself. So become a member of TRC. Even if you want to remain virtual, that's fine. OK, because we're still virtual right now. But yes, fill it out. All that good stuff is there. Other than that, guys, I love, 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 love y'all. I want to say I love my husband. Thank you so much, sweetheart, for supporting me, being there for me. You know, I got to give props to Bay. okay? But anyways, I love you guys. And until we meet again, as Bishop says, I'm not going to do the finger point and all that stuff because that's his. But I am going to say, make sure you guys keep it real.